from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. And the crew, the crew, the crew. I don't know why I like to do the echo. I, I don't know what's up on that. So somebody help me out with that. Somebody's going to say it's too much caffeine, which it could it very Dr. well. Dr. Bateman could help you out. <laughs> yeah, probably. yeah, the, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. We can get Dr. Ken Bateman from back in the day and get him to help me out on why does Kathy feel the need to echo? I don't know. <laughs> Well, welcome to the week with JP, Kathy, and the crew. We are very excited to have you with us um, today. Of course, as every Monday, we have our medical correspondent, Dr. Norm Clothier, with us, and he's going to be talking about um, latest, uh, you know, COVID shots, Pfizer's. I believe theirs has been approved now, um, and just any any updates on the variants, any tips and tricks to keep you and your loved ones healthy. So we appreciate uh, Dr. Clothier, and then. Um, after that, we are going to do a tribute and actually read the names of our fallen soldiers um, uh, who we lost in Afghanistan and um, bring up their pictures, uh, you know, um, and, and Dr. Clothier, I know you've been following all this and I look at the faces yes. of these uh, of these young, young, I mean, I, I want to say babies because my goodness, they're, you know, you know, I could be their mom and they're so... I could be their older mom, let's say that, and they just look so young. And you're talking somebody who's 20 who just started. Um, I noticed um, somebody had posted a picture that had gone viral. One of the soldiers, um, obviously before the attack broke out, had taken a selfie, sweetest picture. You know, he's he's in his fatigues. And um, he had sent his mom a text and said, you know, doing good, mom, I love you, or something like that. And... My goodness, I just you know, and you're 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 a dad, Doctor Clothier. Can't even imagine the this. Oh, just I can't the, either. Mm. It, it's uh, so heartbreaking. It, it really it, is. It really and is. they were extremely young, and you know, just bright futures ahead. And yeah. I just think it's so tragic, and um, you know, it's just senseless the way the it whole is. circumstances. It, it, it and, is. Um, it is. It, it just seems so unnecessary. You know, I don't know if you watch those um, coffins being loaded and coming home draped with the flags. And I just thought, my goodness, they, they're, they're, these are children that we brought back who who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. And so God bless them. But um, we're going to be doing a tribute to them the second part of the show. But Dr. Norm Clothier, um, medical expert, if you've got any questions or anything, if we um, put them in our feeds, if you can't, if we can't get to them today, we'll make sure we get them answered next week. Um, always, the crew always has great questions for Dr. Clothier. So um, let's talk about, I guess, let's start off with Pfizer. So what what's the latest? And yeah. you know, Who's on first there? Right. You know that there was an emergency uh, kind of a compassionate approval of vaccines going back to December 14th of 2020 under the Trump administration. It was, you know, the um, vaccine, Pfizer vaccine was the one that was first approved, followed about three weeks later by Moderna. But it was approved late last year as a compassionate move to help limit the spread of COVID. Right. And uh, so, you know, I had a lot of people who told me, oh, you know, I, I, I will get the shot when it's approved by the FDA because I love FDA approval. But it, you know, I won't get it until it's approved if it's just experimental. Well, it really wasn't experimental. It was really emergency release. Right. And I think that got confused a lot. And the research, of course, goes back to 2003, which, uh, you know, is a couple of decades worth of research. So, 
Uh, though that gave people, though, the opportunity to delay getting the shot because they just, you know, love the FDA approval. It, it's kind of interesting. A lot of the people who said they wanted to wait on FDA approval don't like for me to prescribe medicines to them because they don't like the FDA. They like supplements. And, uh, you know, I found that a little bit ironic. And, of course, you know, I could find a little irony in everything or a little bit of um, uh, sarcasm in most anything. But it's it's just odd to me the number of people who would, won't take blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medicine, whatever, because they want something natural. And then they wanted FDA approval on Pfizer. So that came a week ago today, fully approved by the FDA. Okay. And... Um, so, you know, for those who have been waiting for that, it's time to get the shot. And, gotcha. um, you know, it, it's the same shot, I will point out. It has the same safety. It has the same preventive uh, capabilities. And, you know, and again, what that is, and I just want to emphasize to people, and I think I need to talk about masking yet again because I think people have a grave misunderstanding of the thought of a mask. But... What the shot is for is to prevent severity of disease, hospitalization, and death. And if you get the shot, the numbers have shown already dramatically decreased hospitalization rates, dramatically decreased death rates, and dramatically decreased severity rates in terms of somebody being, you know, debilitated for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, you know, I know that some people really like to quote me a really low death number on infections uh, percentage-wise, and, you know, they tend to say 0.003%. I'm not sure where that number came from because that's not accurate. It's actually somewhere in the realm of about 1 uh, to 1.8%. And that doesn't sound like many until you realize that millions and millions of Americans and people worldwide have been infected. So that gets you up into high numbers. And, you know, for people who say it's just a cold, or it's like the flu. Well, you know, we don't particularly have a death rate from the cold because people get sick about three days and they recover. And with the flu, there it is true that most years there are somewhere around 20,000 deaths. So far in America, we're at 31 times that many. So if you took for each one person that died of the flu in 2019, for instance, line up 31 with them, um, and declare them to be dead from viral illness, I think that's a noticeable number. So if we can dramatically decrease that with the vaccine, I think that's worthwhile. Well, and, you know, it, that's been my view all along. Absolutely. And, and, and it has been, you've been consistent on that. First of all, one of the things that kind of sticks out when you talk about numbers, again, make sure you're getting your numbers from a credible source, um, you know, something on the um, on social media is not necessarily this is okay this is breaking news dr clothier yeah. if it's on social media it might not be true i don't know i don't know well, <laughs> what is this what yeah, is this we are speaking about that. yeah <laughs> yes i googled That's that right. i found that on so, the interwebs <laughs> yeah you know here's the challenge and i you know i understand that almost everybody that talks to me you know who talks against the vaccine or uh, doesn't believe the virus is actually here or that it's worldwide that they, you know, are sure it's only political in America. You know, I know they're all experts. I realize that they've got, you know, it, doubtless proof. People who love ivermectin and who love hydroxychloroquine as treatments that are not shown to be true. And that's 
coming out, excuse me, more and more in the news all the time is that ivermectin can cause uh, death. It can cause a lot of complicating issues. And then any parasitic for animals just doesn't seem to treat a human virus. It's, you know, I don't find that surprising, but a lot of people are sure of it. Right. And the challenge I find is what I read is medical information. I read medical journals. I read, you know, analyses of the data. I speak to people who treat people and we talk together about it. And, you know, I, I think that personally, and you know, my view is that if you have a trained medical professional, that's probably better than your neighbor is not, unless your neighbor's a trained medical professional. But I would really encourage people, and I've had so many people that, you know, quote, have fired me uh, because I haven't fallen into, you know, prescribing ivermectin or any of the unproven treatments. We've tried to deal with this in a logical and reasonable way for a virus that we've been learning about for 20 months now. Right, and And that's such a short uh, amount of time. I'm I'm always glad when you bring up the limited amount of time that we have information and we know things and, and and I look at this a couple of ways first of all this is this has been on the radar for just a literally a, a blip just a split second so you're right there's a lot of unknowns and then I think what happens Dr. Clothier and then I've got a couple of questions that are coming in but I think um I think because this is so it's it's an emotional issue, and we do want to ask. And I know, Doctor Clothier, you you've already you and I were coordinating, communicating yesterday, and you're already praying. But um, uh, JP, who's traveling back from Arizona today with his dad, um, JP, his cousin, who is in his late 30s, Michael Payton, is in the hospital with um, with COVID and pneumonia. Um, was in an ICU situation medicine seems to be working and he is improving so that's good so we want to ask the crew to please pray for michael payton jp's cousin who is only in his late 30s i so and i say that because i think that i think that this is an emotional thing you know at this point most all of us we've either known one person or you know several people who have had it um, most of us, you know, and unfortunately, I'm in that category. Know somebody um, who has who has passed away from this, so we know it's we know the reality. I think because of the mask going on with it, the potential of um, forced vaccines, all these different things that are swirling out there, Doctor Clothier, I think this is just, and I think the fear that am I going to get it? You know, I okay, I went like myself. I went to two political events, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Well, I was around folks. I, you know, um, I spoke at one of the events. I was the MC, so I did not have a mask on. So I'm sitting here. You get kind of emotional whenever you go where normally we would go out and be around folks and wouldn't think twice about it. Now you're like, okay, I hope, hope everybody I hugged was okay. And, and I think it becomes very emotional. And when you become emotional, it's hard to just separate medical facts out. It is. We should think with the medical issues. And it should not have become political because political <laughs> politicalization made it more emotional. And, you know, I can tell you, I don't think, I mean, I'm not there, but I don't think in Brazil and India, for instance, where they've had, you know, many more deaths, although statistically not because there aren't good death and birth record, birth and death records. But the word is in India, there are 400,000 officially deceased from covid but the real number is felt to be about 5 million people. 
and that's you know again there aren't great birth records in some villages there aren't real you know recordings of deaths when you're overwhelmed but you know it's very devastating so it it is emotional but you know just what you brought up what i wanted to make sure i mentioned masking too is masking is all about preventing spread to other people it's about protecting others if you have a mask on or not you're not changing your own right rate of infection risk you are if you wear a mask you are protecting your aunt who's on on chemotherapy or the visitor to your rally who is you know diabetic and prone to disease or on in autoimmune medicine that suppresses their immunity or you're protecting the 30 year old who thinks they're perfectly healthy and they get devastated by covid because we're seeing a lot more young people like jp's cousin and i'm glad to hear he's turning the corner because yes, i think that's a yes but we're getting we're all saying difficult. keep keep on praying keep no, on praying yeah no 30 year old wants to be innovated in icu just no. like no 60 year old and no 90 year old and no four year old right you know, this is, the virus really doesn't care about your prior life or your, you know, tendency to be healthy or, you know, you don't usually get the flu, so you won't get COVID. That's not true. You know, that, that's, uh, that would be very much like driving on tires. They're wearing thinner and thinner and saying, you know, I never have a blowout. I'll be fine. You, you've got to do something to pay attention to your risk. Right. And protecting other people is a huge part of that and you know i know people get more angry about masking than probably anything else and i don't get that i you know to me that's all about protecting somebody else it's just like after i see somebody i wash my hands you know i'm not going to oh you know these crazy people expect me to wash my hands you know i wish everybody had been washing their hands all along i'm i'm still like traumatized over over how many people go to the restroom and at a restaurant or just go to the restroom in general and don't wash their hands. Didn't your mom teach you to wash your hands all the time? (laughs) You know, and I think, I think the whole idea of the mask, though inconvenient and though mentioned by some people who are uh, officials in governmental positions, you know, just like red light, they are there to protect people from smashing into each other, whether that's cars or viral particles. And, you know, you can protect people, uh, by just being smart about things and being inconvenienced a bit. And I think it, you know, I I just uh, am shocked still that there are people that claim, I just saw an article or a letter to the editor in the morning news yesterday that said, you know, we appreciate that some groups are, are saying you can't require masking because we shouldn't have people rebreathing their own carbon dioxide. Right. You know, that is so proven that it's not, not true and if that were true then for years your person who's a surgeon or a scrub nurse or an operating room tech who's been taking out your gallbladder has been theoretically killing themselves breathing their own carbon dioxide because we use masks in medicine to prevent infection you know that's why people in an operating room have a mask on it's to prevent them from spreading particles into you with a wound and while you're sedated in the operating room, you know, there's nothing really that crazy about that. That is a, that's a normal response to reducing infection. And, you know, I, I just can't believe how angry people get about that. 
I'm I'm relatively again, talked. I think my it's I think it's so assaulted. emotional, I, and I'm sure that you, you know, yeah. and that's one of the things. Even you know, now I expect when I go into any kind of a medical facility or doctor's office, which you know, I you know, my mom's had a couple of surgeries surgeries recently, and we're uh, dealing with some health issues, so I don't even think twice about it. I just assume that in a in a doctor's office, and, you know, I mean, heck, you know. I, Maybe, you know, having the mask will prevent you from getting something else. As a matter of fact, um, Randy um, Randy Smith on our feed said, I still don't understand why a mask doesn't protect me from getting COVID. So maybe that's something we can talk about next week because does it pr- protect you from getting the flu or the common cold? And then um, Gail was asking about, we had um, on Friday, we had on the show a, a dear friend of mine in JP's who is a big health and wellness expert for pets and humans and um, had talked about peptides. And so I know I'm going to be trying that because peptides are supposed to help um, beef up your immune system there they get in um, and work on the cellular level do you know anything about peptides or is that something you could look up and talk to us about what else yes and there's not really time to get into all the ideas behind that but i'll just mention if you for some reason you're isolated somewhere and you can't get peptides you can get better nutrition and you can get exercise and you can get, you know, just healthy living. Right. And I think that makes a great difference. Um, I often find, you know, with with products that come and go over time, uh, and I'm not necessarily saying peptides will be the next one to come and go, but think about all the products you've heard of through the years that have come and gone. They were going to, you know, make people live longer, less infection, less risk of cancer, anti-aging, you know, let's think about the reality there is that just good old healthy living makes a huge difference. And, and, and that being proactive, that. proactive is, and you talk about this all the time, you, and you you practice what you preach, you walk every day, you know. I mean, it's one of those things, just, just even some slight changes in your daily routine can help you be healthier to fight anything, cancer, um, you know, so diabetes, anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in so many ways. So the answer on the masking is that, uh, to Randy, is really a relatively simple one, too, is that the proof of not spreading particles out of your mouth, that if you can reduce them by 95%, you reduce the spread of uh, a virus in the air considerably when you're breathing out. The challenge is when you're breathing in, we have less current evidence on being able to say that that reduces infection risk. And the reason is probably that ultimately, if you're around somebody with an infection and no mask, they are breathing out so many viral particles that no mask is 100% sealed against the face. I mean, if you had a rebreather, which is like, you know, firemen use going into a fire so they don't get smoke, that would work. But you'd still get viral particles in, like for instance, at the eye, and uh, around the mask, whereas when you breathe out, you're going to block those particles from flying through the air as far a distance and getting to someone else to infect them. So since viral particles can come in through the eye also, that's the the main reason that a mask doesn't prevent you from getting infected so far based on the data, so much as it prevents you from infecting someone else. Gotcha. Well, well, and again, just, you know, be, be careful while you're out there, be smart while you're out there, um, plan ahead, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, you know, plan ahead, keep yourself, you know, take those vitamins, 
stay hydrated. I'm Dr. Clothier, direct quote, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, especially when we get into these heat index with triple triple digits and things of that nature. Just um, be smart as you move about and just think ahead. And then, gosh, you know, Dr. Clothier, what I would love to see, and this is a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but you know just people you know don't be cruel to people because of their personal choices and i just i think we see too much of that negativity and and you know this is one of those things and you know as a doctor all of that negativity and anger and if you stay in that mode which I don't know about you, Dr. Clothier, I've got friends who are literally perpetually living in an anger mode. That can't be good for your yeah, health either. It's not. You know, it's interesting that actually one of the benefits of exercise is stress release. Right. And if you kind of burn off your frustration while you walk or ride a bike or use your elliptical, uh, you know, it's remarkably more healthy for the individual. And, you know, I would suggest to just think about what that anger and frustration has done to benefit you. Have you changed the society? Have you gotten rid of the virus? I know. Have you limited death and infection? Have you made more friends? Have you, you know, been in encouragement to someone? Have you helped, you know, people in their time of need by being angry with them? Probably the answer on all of those is not really. And I think you know, if you can focus on being helpful, understanding, uh, if you're just flat out frustrated, keep yourself, you know, to yourself, keep quiet about it. Uh, because you know, no amount of somebody coming into my front office area and griping about a mask has changed the fact that we may have immunocompromised people here that we don't want to have get infected and die. That's just how it is. And you know, it, their anger and their snippy comments and their, you know, aren't you guys stupid? You don't realize that, you know, these masks are just government control. You know, I, I just don't find that to be a beneficial thing to deal with. And I think I think it's amazing how much better off people could be. And being reasonable about getting, you know, the vaccine, too, is it's just we, you know, hospital personnel or, or people working in any kind of a role in hospital are now mostly required to get most systems and we've always been required to get shots we have to have a tetanus shot up to date we have to have flu shots which i'm fine with because they all prevent disease but you know there's nothing odd about being required to have a covid shot that's we have to have proof of of uh, immunity to measles mumps rubella and to hepatitis b and you know all those things are normal and i think it has gotten out of proportion well and you know just uh, you know (laughs) I tell you, if you know what, what is it? You're, you know, I, I know my mom taught me this, and I'm assuming just knowing you uh, uh, over the years, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. You know, it's just it's not our place to pass judgment. If you know, I mean, I always stop and say, you know, okay, I'm going to pray for this person. They're, God bless them. They've obviously you know just just kind of lost their mind about this, and they're having a hard time dealing with it. Um, you know, and, and I understand being passionate, but bullying each other online, I just, I, I think we've got to at some point just say, hey, we're adults. We've got to learn to live with this. Yeah. We've got to figure this out. We've got to work together. There are going to be people who never agree on the mask issue one way or the other, who never agree on the shot and vaccine issue one way or the other. Can't we all just get along? Is that asking too much? That's right. So, <laughs> you know, as, 
Jesus encouraged us in the Sermon on the Mount to pray for our enemies. And you yes. know, if you do perceive somebody to be your enemy and you pray for them pretty soon, they're not your enemy. They're the person you're concerned for. I love and that. And I think, you know, I think it's amazing what a difference that can make. So that I would be love that. a fantastic thing. And hopefully we can have most of us survive the virus because hopefully we can get a handle on this pretty Amen. soon. But Amen. It's, a, you know, it's a new issue. It's a, a challenge that we just haven't had enough experience confronting to, you know, to all be experts, I, I think is a little outrageous. And remember, too, that those, um, you know, those comments made online, whatever, the bullying online, you know, those are perpetual. And uh, you may want to wonder what your viewpoint might be in a year or two or a month or in a week if you get sick. And, you know, it's kind of temperate, I think, would be a, a fair thing to do. Right. Well, we we appreciate you. What a great uh, message, uh, you know, uh, to start off the week as far as, you know, pray for your enemies. You're right. And um, that's what that's what Jesus Jesus did. And, you know, and it's one of those things. Again, I think um, when you put more positive out there, when you're praying for people, even if you don't agree with them, instead of cussing them online, I, I think, yeah, I, th I think that's a lot, a lot better of a life choice. But, you oh, know. Yeah. It's amazing how it'll change your perspective about that person and their soul. Hence the reason you are such a very a calm, cool, and collected doctor, Dr. Clothier. Well, thank you. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. You're, you are blessed, and we are blessed to have you on our show every week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next. Thank uh, well, we'll you. see you week after next. I think we've got. We'll see, yep, is it Labor Day already? Labor Day in between. Ooh. Isn't it hard to believe September is after <laughs> our, August this year? You oh, know? isn't that weird just, how that happened again? <laughs> yeah, it's just you just gotta watch that calendar. Do All enjoy right. and be safe. Have a great one. Thanks, Doctor Clothier. Um, okay, so we are going to, first of all, I, I want to say, again, thank you to Dr. Clothier. We appreciate his information um, or his, his expertise and the information he gives out. And, you know, and he does this in a very non-judgmental way. If you need a doctor, he, he's got, um, he's, he's part of a great practice, um, just good folks. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, he is JP's doctor and JP's dad's doctor. So, um so there we go, and that, that's, a, that's a great testament. But um, Ann Guzman is out of Facebook jail. Woohoo! I was wondering where you were, so she's out of Facebook jail. So wel welcome back. We're so happy to have her back. Um, let's go ahead. We've got, we've got a couple of um, serious things to tackle today. Um, just thought it was very appropriate. First of all, we want to talk a little bit and ask everybody to pray for um, those in Louisiana. Um, one, uh, let's see, one person has died and more than one million people have been left without power as Hurricane Ida, one of the most powerful storms ever to hit the U.S. I mean, they're saying that this storm um, might go down as more powerful than the storm in Galveston um, back in the day. Uh, so it's, I mean, just devastation across the state of Louisiana. I know we've got a number of friends and members of the crew out there uh, just praying for y'all. We're asking the crew to join JP and I and pray for anybody and everybody who is impacted by this storm. Um, just just so scary. Uh, Hurricane Ida made landfall late on Sunday morning at Port Fourjon. Um, Fourjon, I think is how you say it, exactly 16 years since Hurricane Katrina, the catastrophic hurricane that killed more than 1,800 on the Gulf Coast in 2005. The hurricane hit Louisiana as a Category 4 storm 
lashing the coast, and this is just unbelievable, with 150 mile an hour per winds um, and torrential downpours. And um, it has just been weakened to a um, tropical storm. Um, it has been, uh, the administration has declared the event as a major disaster and ordered federal aid to help with recovery efforts. So we're glad that, that that's happening. Um, the full extent of the damage remains unclear. Overnight, residents were told to evacuate from Alliance south of New Orleans after a levee failure was reported. Another levee failure occurred in the Lafayette and Jean Lafayette areas where residents were urged immediately to seek higher ground. Elsewhere, some remained trapped in attics in Laplace, which suffered severe flooding. Um, some hospitals have suffered damage to their buildings just as they were dealing with the impact of the fourth wave of COVID. Um, the energy company um, in Turgy earlier confirmed power has been cut off across the entirety of New Orleans. This morning, the center of Ida is expected to move further inland over southeastern Louisiana and then move on to southwestern Mississippi. So, um, and so we're praying for anyone who's been in the path who is about to be in the path of this storm and this is one of those things um if you're if if you've got a mayor a governor whoever whoever it is a county judge somebody coming on and saying leave evacuate go to higher ground listen and be proactive um things can be replaced people can't um, and you hear of people who are like, oh, I've ridden out a bunch of hurricanes. And then you hear of the tragedy of them um, not making it or getting swept away in the storm. So just please, 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 if, if the crew will join us in praying, um, just, uh, just, yeah, and, and Gail mentioned it's, this is supposed to be worse than, um, than Katrina, which have heard that. And then um, will, will Louisiana governor be blamed for the power outage from the weather? Interesting. And, and you know there will be political fallout from this storm. There always is. Um, but right now, I think with everything going on, just pray for the people who are in need. If you know someone in that area, reach out to them. Make sure they're okay. Let them know that they've got friends in Texas praying for them. We also want to um, acknowledge that Ed Asner, just one of my favorite actors from back in the day, I was a huge Mary Tyler Moore um, show fan, and Ed Asner passed away. Um, just, um, oh, I love that. And Coach Quigley said, in the famous words of Ed Asner, you've got the spunk, Kathy. He used to say that to Mary on the Mary Tyler Moore show. So um, I just I just love that. Um, yeah, so, so God bless um, uh, Ed Asner. Thank you for all of the wonderful, wonderful um, entertainment moments. And may you rest in peace. Just um, uh, de delightful um, and, gosh, long time, long time star of TV. Let's, um, what we're going to do is we're going to, and I've, um, Bear with me. This may be kind of hard to get through. Um, I, I, and I've seen several of, of the crew's posts um, over the last few days. It, it, this, um, these soldiers, these these heroes who we lost in Afghanistan, um, in my humble opinion, unnecessarily. I, I think this tragic loss of life could have been avoided. I know um, Saturday morning, I, um, I'm sorry, Sunday morning, I watched the flag-draped coffins, um, you know, being loaded into trucks from the airplane. And um, you look and you see the pictures of these young people. And as somebody mentioned on our feed, I want to say um, 
oh, I want to make sure I give credit to the right person. Was it? Oh, it was. I think it may have been Andrew who said um, that the average age of yes, it was Andrew White who's from Kilroy's conversation. He said the average age of the soldiers killed last week was twenty three. Um, it's just um, really, really hard, a tough pill to swallow. So um, I was with a good friend of mine this weekend who came, used to live here in Plano, um, came back in from Houston, Dorinda Randall, who a, a number of you know and just love Dorinda dearly. Um, she she had said, you know, she said, um, somebody needs to, and, and I've seen it done, I know it's been done a number of places, and I love all the pictures of people with the, you know, with the 13 cups of beer, um, there was a soldier, Joe Driver had posted on his, um, Joe Driver of the Garland area had posted on his Facebook page, there was a soldier that was in a really busy intersection um, this weekend, like when people were on their way to church, who was fully dressed, holding an American flag with 13 little flags in front of him, um, just did that on his own. Um, I just, I think it's so amazing the people who are remembering these people and who are, um, who are doing right by honoring them. So we are going to um, show a picture of those we lost, of our fallen heroes. And I am going to try my very best to read their names and their ages. Um, and just, if you'll just join me and pray for their families, my goodness, I God bless their parents, God bless their, their families, their friends. I know um, uh, one of the gentlemen was just weeks away from um, having a baby. Um, just, just really want to ask you to honor and pray for these brave men and women that we lost. So, um, Brett, if you'll put the picture up there and then I'm going to, um, wipe back some tears and then, um, get, uh, uh, read these names for you. Um, all right. And thank y'all so much for doing this with us. Thank you so much, Brett. You're so sweet. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover, 31, a U.S. Marine from Utah. Um, Sergeant Johanny Rosa Pichardo, 25, United States Marine from Massachusetts. Sergeant Nicole L. G., 23, U.S. Marine from California. She was one of the Marines that was assigned to help hold and calm the infants um, during these attacks. Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22, U.S. Marine from California. Both of his parents worked for the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, by the way. Corporal Deegan, or Dagan W. Page, 23, U.S. Marine from Nebraska.
Corporal Lombardo A. Sanchez, 22, U.S. Marine from Indiana. Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, 20, U.S. Marine from Texas. Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, 20, U.S. Marine from Missouri. Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, 20, U.S. Marine from Wyoming. Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, 20, U.S. Marine from California. Lance Corporal Kareem Nikoi, 20, U.S. Marine from California. Navy Hospital Corpsman Max Soviak, 22, Navy Corpsman from Ohio. Staff Sergeant Ryan Naus, or Kaus, I apologize if I'm pronouncing any of these names incorrectly. 23, U.S. Army soldier from Tennessee. Grandfather said he was a very motivated young man who loved his country. And I think that's, the, that. yeah, that's, that's the, did I get all, all of the names, Brett? I think if, if somebody please let me know if I've left somebody out, I'm having a hard time seeing, seeing those names. Just give me a second. Let's just, let's leave these pictures up here, Brett, for just a minute and everybody give a moment of silence to these heroes. Thank you, thank you, Brett. Thank you to the crew for um, for allowing us to honor these um, fallen soldiers. I know many members of the crew are either um, servicemen or women themselves, or um, they have a spouse or family member who has served, and um, it's just just so young and so much life left to live, but. Um, you know, God bless them that they died serving our country. They paid the ultimate sacrifice, and we just we just pray for them, pray for their families. There was one one oh, and it's gone viral. A picture that really, really got to me. Um, young man who had sent his mom a selfie. He was in his fatigues, and um, 
he said do something like doing all right love you mom or just some real simple sweet message like that and as a mom i can't even imagine even imagine but i'm i'm just i'm praying that everybody will join together and um pray for the families pray for the friends pay pray for pray for our country um so anyway so thank you for letting me do that and um just just love the crew you guys are you guys are so good y'all are y'all are such patriots and i'm just very fortunate to to know y'all um so um moving on we've got um the state fair of texas coming up and i know there's been a lot of confusion out there as far as um well first of all we've got 25 days one hour 41 minutes and five seconds until the state fair of texas opens up now here are the COVID updates because i i and a number of folks who i saw over the weekend everybody kind of had a different take on what was legitimately like people are like oh no you have to have a vaccine and you have to show proof or um you have to wear a mask or you have to um uh social distance i i don't i don't know how you social uh, most of you have been to the state to the great state fair of texas if you have not it's amazing go get fletcher's corny dogs right away it's okay to eat them for breakfast when you're at the state fair it doesn't count as bad nutrition um but they um but I wanted to just read what we've pulled off um, bigtext.com. So I'm assuming this is the best um, the best and, and most recent updates. So 30 days until opening day. Um, all guidelines are subject to change based on updated circumstances. So, so since that's at the very beginning, I'm assuming that means if things get worse, they they can make other decisions, but just again, be prepared. So Big Techs needs um, every fair goer to do their part and, and most of all, be respectful of others and do the right thing. The current health situation makes for a challenge backdrop for the 135 year State Fair of Texas tradition, <clears throat> which is true. Of course, we, um, we would love for everyone to attend the State Fair this year and continue the great family traditions that make the event special to so many. However, we understand that some will be hesitant. We ask that those who attend do so because they are willing to follow our health guidelines, not because it's mandated, because it's the right thing to do. So basically they're saying be nice. <laughs> so during these times, we acknowledge that no event can be completely risk-free and we're counting on you to do your part to help us um, present as safe of, a, of an event as we can by following the, the, by following the guidelines. Again, these are not mandates, these are guidelines. Um, they're saying they, they would prefer if people are vaccinated. They said, if you're fully vaccinated, thank you. Um, if you're not, they're, they're saying there's still time to get vaccinated. So I know they're encouraging that. Um, make informed decisions about attending the fair before you visit. Make sure you've considered your personal health situation. And again, this is not JP, Kathy, and the crew telling you this. This is what I'm reading off the State Fair of Texas, off their website. Um, consider your personal health situation and your family's personal health situation. And again, that's something we talk about on a regular basis. Just be smart about it. If, you know, if you've got a, you know, 90-year-old grandparent that lives with you at home that has compromised lungs, that um, has, you know, any, any type of compromising health issues, you might not want to go to the state fair. Or if you do, you may want to strip down, get in the shower, take care of business before you get back in to see them. So just be smart about that. that. Um, <clears throat> so this says 
wear a face covering. It says mask protect everyone. Plan to bring a mask for you and everyone in your party. Wear a mask in the following settings if you are older than two and medically able to wear one. So here's where they're saying, and again, reading this off, bigtext.com. In, this is where they're saying they want you to wear a mask. Indoors for both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. As of August 25th, given the current situation with the increased COVID cases in Dallas County, um, they are requiring you to, to wear that in a public space. They are saying outdoors wear one if it's in a crowded setting, especially if you're unvaccinated. At some independent vendor booths, they may require everyone in the booth to wear a mask. So I would imagine those are the places. Oh, and I'm, I, who who in the crew is one of those that always gets something from the state, great state fair of Texas that you bring home and you use maybe once. Okay. We always, we have to get the copper sheets. We have to get the fancy massager. Um, now I will say CJ had his eye on a set of cooking knives when he was really little and so years later we were like okay Emily we always let the kids pick out one thing for them to buy and we pay for it and so you know Emily what do you want CJ wanted the cooking knives I will say we did use those um, but they may if just be prepared just in case you go into a vendor's booth and they say hey you have to have a mask that's where you can make the choice to either still attend or not um, they're saying wear a face covering if you're taking dart to the fair and now here's the one they said social distance Please spread out when you can and wear a mask if you can't. They said, we've created some space in some high traffic areas and they're adding more outdoor seating. Oh, I like that. They're adding more outdoor seating. So if one area of the fair is too busy, you can explore a new a new place. They're saying um, use hand sanitizer or wash your hands frequently, which you should be doing the hand washing, especially at the State Fair of Texas any kind of event like that anyways. Um, stay home if you're not feeling well. Um, most of all, please respect your fellow fairgoers. So it sounds to me like these are all suggestions. And, and again, they've got a big undertaking. They're trying to keep people safe. And so we do, we do understand that um, that's, that is not, um, not an easy task, not an easy task by any, by any means. Um, so just if if you're headed to the state fair just be smart about it um and, and again you know it's one of those things um some people may choose not to go because of their personal choices i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to um and, and i'm i haven't heard that they're doing this at american airlines center because i've got a, another concert i'm going to on wednesday night can anybody figure out what that is um but anyways a dear friend of mine's in town and so um going with him and um my daughter and her boyfriend and cannot wait but I haven't heard of any mandates there I guess I need to look that up since it's Monday and the concert's Wednesday but I know when I went um, with my girlfriend Stacy Weaver to Maroon 5 a um, week before last um, you either had to show that you were vaccinated and this was a choice that Maroon 5 made and this was out at, at um, it's not Starplex what is it Dos Equis now it's been a bajillion things the 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 music outdoor music venue at Fair Park. Um, I think it's Dos Equis now. Anyways, um, so you either had to show a vaccine, and again, this was the choice of the band, um, and it was Maroon 5, and they were phenomenal, just phenomenal. Um, and then, or you could um, show that you had a negative COVID test. So I went literally hours before the concert, got a negative COVID test. It was so funny because the nurse who handed me my results 
she's like, okay, you're negative. She's like, oh, you're so lucky you get to go see Maroon 5. And she goes, if you meet him, meaning the lead singer of Maroon 5, Adam Levine, she goes, if you meet him, tell him Anita loves him. And she was so serious about it. And I was like, boy, I would love to meet him. And that will be the first thing I say to him. So anyways, um, I, so I thought that was a great way to handle things. I'm wondering if because there's so many people who come into the fair and it's not just for one specific evening like a concert is, I wonder if they're unable to require that kind of a thing. So um, I think just be smart. I know we've got plans to go out to the fair this year. Um, so, you know, just take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, and and be smart and be safe, and don't don't judge that. Oh, Doug Shockey, yep, Guns and Roses, they rock, and it's so funny because um, my friend who I'm going with, and a number of friends of mine who have recently seen Guns and Roses, they said Guns and Roses now, you know, at, you know, in 2021, or a couple of my friends saw them like in 2019 and 2018. They said their show is way better than it was back in the day, like in the 90s, because Guns N' Roses, they're not all partying anymore. So they said it's like an amazing show. So I can't wait. So very good. Of course, of course, Doug figured that out. He, he's a fellow rocker. So there you go. Um, anyways, um, thank y'all so much. We're going to to finish out the show. We're not going to play any music. We're just going to put a picture of our fallen soldiers back up again. Just um, pray for those families. Just Please cover them in prayer. Um, please cover um, JP's family, his cousin, um, Michael Payton, in prayer. Like I said, it looks like he's turned a corner and the medication is working. Um, so we want we pray that that his um, his health uh, trend continues to go back towards being normal and COVID free and and healthy as all get out. Because I think that's the fear when you get COVID if you start getting things like pneumonia with it. That's when it gets really scary. So just. Uh, continued prayers there and um, thank y'all so much for being with us for a special um, episode to honor our fallen soldiers god bless them um, god bless america and god please help us because we need you now more than ever and brett if you'll put out that picture and we're going to go out without any music thank y'all so much love y'all have a blessed week and we'll see you soon